Welcome to The Rise. I'm your host, Mark Basil. This is the podcast where we talk industry, we talk business, we talk shit, we motivate, and we get things done. Thank you once again for tuning into this week's episode of The Rise. Uh, this is episode 13, part two of my interview with Gustavo Medina, a very good friend of mine. You guys know him as DJ Your Honor. But before we get into that, guys, I got to take a moment. I got to give a shout out to each and every one of you who subscribe and download every week. All of you that listen week in, week out, I am so happy to announce That in a little bit over three months that I've been doing this podcast, which I love to do, uh, we have literally touched ground in 11 different countries. The Rise with your host, Mark Basil, is now listened to in 11 different countries. That's incredible, guys. So right now, of course, we're in the United States. Vietnam, Egypt, Colombia, Bahrain, Panama, Nicaragua, Argentina, Bangladesh, and El Salvador. Okay, guys? With your help, I have been able to touch ground in 11 different countries so far in a little bit over three months. So continue to subscribe. Continue to download. Don't forget, very important, everybody, leave that five-star rating. What that's going to do is that will put us on the new and noteworthy list and get us a little bit more exposure, and who knows, maybe by month six, we could double or triple the amount of countries that we're in currently right now, guys. So thank you very much. Could not have done that without you. Moving on to this week's episode, episode number 13, part two of my interview with DJ Your Honor, uh, old friend of mine, Gustavo Medina. Last week, guys, if you have not listened to it, go back and listen to episode 12 part one of this interview. Uh, It's been a very long time since Gus and I have actually been able to sit down and talk, and we finally, after uh, much time that had gone by and conflict uh, with scheduling and so on and so forth, have been able to get on the phone with one another, do this interview. We had such a great time doing it. I got so much content that I had decided to split it up into two different parts. Today's part two, guys. Last week was part one. Go back, listen to episode number 12. Very inspiring, very, very motivating. He is such an easygoing guy to talk to. Had such a pleasure uh, catching up with him and conducting this interview and literally just allowing him to take me through this journey. Uh, Last week's episode, we spoke about how when he first broke into the music scene, DJing, he was doing it on the weekends, kind of scrape up a couple of extra bucks. It was a hobby. It was something he loved to do while he was actually working at the family law firm, grooming to become a lawyer, to take over the family business, and how he came to the bold decision to put that on the back burner while he pursued this passion of his on his own. And he has really accomplished it, really kicking ass doing it, knocking down doors, pounding pavement. This guy, every time I bring him up on social media, is jumping on a plane somewhere and DJing at some music festival or some one of the hottest venues across the country from coast to coast. He's really, truly uh, figured out his game plan, his vision, his plan of action, and has executed it accordingly and is successful at what he does. I really enjoyed listening to him take me through his journey last week. This week, we continue on with the journey in part two. 
and we talk a little bit more about the trial and errors, a little bit more about his successes and failures along the way, how he got to where he is currently, what he's doing to not just uh, absorb the music industry and live it up, but what he's doing to give back to the people who are trying to start out or who are up and coming behind him, as did the ones ahead of him, uh, for him. So, you know, he's a very humble guy, very grateful for all the opportunities he's been given, a uh, very blessed individual, and he is somebody who chooses to return those, give those blessings back in return. And um, I, I, I have nothing but the utmost respect for this gentleman. Like I said, very humble, very easygoing, very laid back, very grateful for every opportunity he was afforded, living his dream, kicking ass doing it, and I got I, I got nothing but respect for that. So guys, I don't want to waste any more of your time. I want you to go ahead and put your earbuds in. I want you to crank up that car stereo as loud as you can. I want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy the inspiration that DJ Your Honor exudes. Court is in session. All rise for DJ Your Honor honor i want to talk a little bit now about so cornerstone to chicago chicago to uh where, wherever it was how long oh, did LA? it take uh, la how long did it take you to get to the point of success that you're at right now how long did it take you to go from weekend warrior to actually jumping on a plane, which seems like almost weekly. I mean, you and I have been planning this episode for a few weeks now, and you yeah. know, like I, like I said at the beginning of the episode, we had schedule conflicts, and you were flying out or flying in, and I was doing this or doing that. And how how long did it take you of knocking down doors, paving, uh, uh, fucking pounding that pavement, to really get to the point of success where you at now? Because as far as I'm concerned. You're killing it. You're doing it. You're traveling. You're networking. You're doing what you love to do, and you're doing it consistently, which to me is the most important thing. You're doing it consistently. So what was the gap? Like, how long did it take you from your one or two guest DJing gigs around, you know, the, the, that time that we had worked together to, to where you're at right now? When did that momentum really start to build up for you and take off for you? Honestly, the biggest uh, the biggest push for me came um, my first year of DJing because I, re I I quickly understood um, after I started working at Cornerstone and then subsequently I got a uh, I got a residency at Bar Five One Five when it was still open. Um, I quickly understood between those two venues that I could make more money on two nights than I could during the whole week sitting at a desk job, and that's when I realized okay. I, there's no point in spending 40 hours to make the same amount that I can in 11 or 12 um, right. when I can, uh, you know, try to take those other uh, 20, uh, 28 to 29 hours and do the same thing throughout the week. And, um, you know, thankfully, it's grown into that where I have that ability to be able to, um, where I have that ability to be able to do that and, uh, you know, just grow. And I'm I'm really really just praying that this is um, that this that this continues because at the end of the day this isn't guaranteed to anybody. Uh, you know, tomorrow uh, venues could easily say, "Listen, we don't want you anymore. Uh, we need a fresher face." Whatever the case is, because there's a lot of there's a lot of turnover in the uh, in that industry as well. And then you know you could be uh, put out to pasture and then start having to do like you know weddings, mitzvahs, sweet sixteen, and things of that nature. So. 
you know, the, uh, for me, I, I guess to answer, to answer your question, for me, when everything really kicked into gear was three months into me actually beginning this business. But that reason I say that it kicked into gear is because at that point I quit being, uh, I quit being a paralegal and I just went into the full on. Now that being said, I had my struggles and there were points where I had to say, all right, well, I can't, I, you know, there's a, like, I had moved into a new apartment, and I was like, shit, uh, you know, one of my residencies just disappeared, now I can't make the rent, and at that point, it's like, okay, I had to turn to things like TaskRabbit, for example, in order to, um, you know, in order, in order to start making a little more income on the side to supplement what I had, and sure. the beauty about it is, even, you know, even in opportunities like that, I didn't see it as a setback, I saw it as an, as an opportunity to network, sure enough, I met a uh, who is now a good friend of mine, Jason Carrion, who was on the first episode of Married at First Sight, which was that show where you literally meet your wife or your husband the day of the wedding, and then you guys live together for six weeks, and you decide whether you really want to be together for the rest of your lives or not. Uh, spoiler alert, they, uh, Jason and Courtney are still together. They're amazing people, and... Uh, I have uh, wow. I, I owe them uh, I owe them dinner at some point uh, with my uh, with, <laughs> with the love of with the love of my life who I uh, subsequently met about a year and some change ago, and um, you know the, you you have your setbacks right, but then those setbacks allow you to you know deal to deal with that hu- with, with that humbleness and that hu- that humility uh, with uh, with grace, and at that point you're able to say okay. You're you're in this position now. What do I have to do to get out of it? You start making calls. You start hitting up uh, club promoters. You start hitting up uh, people who are DJs, for example. Then you know you, if you curry enough favor, you can ask for a gig or two. Or if people know that you do a bang up job, then you take the smaller uh, venues just to get you by in the meantime. Like right. I'll give a shout out to my friends at uh, at OMG Official Music Group. Uh, in the beginning, they put me on the gigs that weren't the um, that weren't the best in terms of um, in terms of pay overall. Like you know, there were times when I DJ like a Mad River, for example, and I was uh and I wasn't getting what I would what what I would uh, deserve, but it was money to get me by. And I was like, you know what? At least I'm doing my craft. Let me just let me let me just go with it. And uh, you know, if I if I take these gigs now. That means that I'll be in a position to command the bigger gig later on. And sure right. enough, that's what it, sure enough, that's what it's turned to. Uh, you know, events at Libation, for example, uh, events over at, uh, at Blue, which is this new spot on 45th, which is coming up. Um, and they've in turn really, uh, they've really, uh, put me on to a few venues, a few events. And then in turn, I've been able to take that, do some networking that way and really make an impact in, in that regard. Just meeting, uh, meet, Meeting the, the the people who run the venues over there, letting them see what I do, and at the end of the day, look, I don't like talking about myself in that in that respect, but because we're uh, we're, we're because we are conversing about uh, motivating others, I will say this: you have to exude a um, you have to, you have to exude a bit of charisma in order for you to really uh, you know have a have a leg up on the competition. And thankfully, people see that from me. I don't know what it is, but I'm very grateful that they uh, that they see that coming from me, and I'm well, able you to parlay that into better opportunities. Well, I want to cut you off there because you do have a certain sense of charisma. It comes across on your Instagram stories, and that's you know that's that's just you being you. Um, you know, from from our time together at, at you know working the bars and stuff like that's just you. That's 
you, you've been very fortunate to be given that gift to have that natural, uh, charismatic personality. Uh, whether it's just kind of shooting the shit over a drink at the end of the night or whether it's on the microphone addressing the audience like that, that is your God given personality. So that, that comes across, you know, people pick up on that and, and, and draws them to you. So that's just something, man, that you, you were born with, I think, because you, you, as long as I've known you, you've always had it. Uh, it still comes across on your social media platforms. And, you know, I could speak from firsthand experience knowing you that that's not, that's not a facade. That's not an act. That's, that's DJ Your Honor. That's the real deal. That's fucking Gus Medina right there. I really that that means a lot to me, Mark. It really it, it really does. And you know, I, uh, I I I I do my best to stay as you know as as authentic as I can in this in this industry because a lot of it is also putting up a facade too. Sometimes you have to quote unquote fake it until you make it. Sometimes you have right. to put up that image that everything is great when in reality the world is crumbling underneath you. But you know, you right. keep a smile on, and then people realize, okay, he can handle uh, himself under pressure. And then when you tell the story years later. Like, I'll tell you a story right now. Just a few years ago, I was in L.A. I only had, like, 20 bucks in my pocket, and I wasn't getting any gigs in New York. And I was like, you know what? Let me go to L.A. see if I can make something else happen over there. So I stuck it, I stuck it out there for a few months. It wasn't the easiest, but, you know, I wound up, I wound up making it work somehow. Finally got on a flight back over to um, – wound up getting on a flight back over to New York. And the moment I landed, my guys hit me up like, dude, we missed you. We need you to spin tonight. Okay, cool. I'll do it. And then, and then things took off from there as well. And it's almost like having an industry rebirth, if you will. Sometimes people, yeah, sometimes you have to let people miss you. Yeah, but I mean, isn't it funny too how you could be on the the, the balls of your ass, and somehow, like, your hard work pays off. Like I remember, there mm-hmm. there were times where, you know, I was out of work or or was laid off or unemployed for whatever reason. And, like, you know, stress the fuck out about how I'm paying this or how I'm paying that. And then I open up the mailbox, and out of nowhere, there's, uh, you know, an $1,800 residual check because fucking Blacklist just got licensed in Germany. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, it's, you know, and but listen, I don't want to make it sound like, believe me, that, that not all the residual checks are like that. Yeah, I just got one from Daredevil for 29 cents. But literally, no, no, I'm not bullshitting you. It cost them more to fucking mail it to me than what the check was worth. Um, wow, that's so. That's but crazy. you know, that's how it is. Your residuals, your residuals, as time passes, they get smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. They they don't get larger. Um, but you know, I'm just saying that using that as an example. Like, there's been times where I was right. on the balls of my ass. Since we're talking about struggle and successes and failures where there was a lull in between, you know, acting gigs that I had booked and I was still grinding during the day doing a regular job. I still am. And um, while I'm trying to make everything else happen for me. But there were times where that that steady source of income wasn't there for whatever reason. And I was very stressed out. But then, like, all of a sudden, it's it's like God says, you've stressed out enough, my son. Open up the mailbox. You know, and you open up the mailbox, and boom, there's there's a check, and you're like, holy shit! I, you know, I could pay the car insurance, I could eat, I could go buy right. groceries. That you know, that's the biggest like, thing. Yeah, you can actually you can actually put food in your mouth. And sometimes uh, people in the industry they struggle just even doing that because they believe that much in what they do. 
And it's just a test. At the end of the day, God's just giving you a test to see, okay, can you endure this? Can you make it through this? Can you put yourself through enough to actually Absolutely. succeed in this industry? And, I believe that. You know, the, yeah, the smiles that we have, uh, you know, in, 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 in the green room of a, in the green room of a nightclub or even just in the, uh, just, just in the VIP, uh, just in the VIP area of a staff party, you know, it's one of those things where you get to enjoy that, but also at the same time, you wear your scars in a second. Uh, you, you, you wear your scars that second. And you're, um, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, I went through all of this and now I'm finally here and I'm, yeah. uh, you know, rubbing elbows with the, um, you know, with the, uh, with the Afrojacks, the Armin Van Buren, the Alec Baldwins, the, uh, the Nicholas Cages of this world. And you think to yourself, how the hell did this happen? And you, yeah. you realize at the end of the day, you put, you put yourself, uh, through that, uh, you put yourself through that, uh, that, that period of, um, where it, it, it's a test of your moral fiber. And I really do believe, and me being a uh, me being a Catholic, and uh, you know, understanding you are as well, a blessing to you yes. and yours, is that God doesn't give you more than you can handle. You know, I, and this is I not do. a and, and it's not, yeah, and it's not a slight to anybody who isn't religious. But at the end of the day, you, the universe gives you what you put into it, right? And if you uh, if you put out positive vibes, you will get that back in return. A hundred a hundred percent. I uh, I I believe that uh, with with zero doubt whatsoever. You know, I'm going to tell you a quick story. When I first moved to New York after I dropped out of American Musical Dramatic Academy, I um, I had gotten an apartment in Jersey City with two friends from school. It didn't work out for one reason or another. We were we lived together for about six or eight months. Then we all went our own ways. Uh, I believe they had moved to Queens, if I remember correctly. And I literally had ten days to find a place. Wow. So I said, and back then you didn't have all these websites with all these real estate listings like you do today. Uh, you know, right. you had, you, you had Craigslist and you had the village voice newspaper. If you remember the village voice. And, oh yeah, um, I remember that. Right. So I, 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 I found this apartment on, it was actually West 46th street, but right a block away from sound factory. It was, uh, the old sound factory posh. Now I believe it was between 10th and 11th Avenue. It was an illegal basement studio apartment, dude. I mean, you opened up the door to my studio apartment. When I say studio apartment, it's about 300 square feet. You opened up the studio, wow. the door to the studio apartment, and it was the, the, the boiler to the entire five-story building was there. And um, Wait, the boiler to where Sound Factory slash Pacho was? No, 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 no. The building I had lived in was a block away from Sound Factory slash Pacho. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, when you opened up my apartment door, it was an illegal basement studio. And when you opened up the apartment door, the boiler to the entire five-story walk-up apartment was right there in front of my door. Oh, and, my God. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the, it was, it was the shits. It was terrible. And, but it was all I can afford at the time. I think I was paying 800 a month back then for rent. I was oh, right in the, I was right in the middle of, yeah, dude. And I was right in the middle of Manhattan. I was 15 minutes away from everywhere. So I sacrificed. In order to, I sacrifice quality of living for convenience. But to the point of the story, I, I was pissed broke. You know, I didn't have a regular nine to five job. I was working the bar and so I can keep my days open for whatever, whatever scarce auditions came through at the time. I literally had like zero dollars in my pocket. None. Like I had enough for, for the rent at the end of the month and that was about it. I walked everywhere. I never took a subway because I couldn't afford it. I never took a cab because I couldn't afford it. 
If I ever went out drinking, I went to the bars that I was working at because I never paid. Um, right. Just literally balls of my ass. And I remember my mother, when I first moved to Jersey City six or eight months prior, my parents had, we rented a U-Haul, my parents had helped me move down, and my mother had gotten me like this fucking, uh, I, it was like a case of 36 cans of tuna fish. Wow. From, from Costco or BJ's or one of those stores. And she said, you know, put this in the pantry. That way you'll always have something to eat. That's how my mother is. Well, when I moved out of the house, when I moved out of that apartment with the two guys I went to school with, I took that fucking 30, that case of 36 cans of tuna with me. And I <laughs> ate, dude, I ate that every day, like three cans a day for like oh fucking goodness. two weeks. I couldn't touch tuna for about a year and a half after that. Like it made me oh, gag. I don't, I don't blame you. I mean, the, you but, know, the, the beginning struggles, yeah. But, I mean, that's all part of the journey, you know. you got to figure out where you're comfortable sacrificing for the greater good of of your dream. And, and, and we all do it. We all, you know, the ones that are in it to win it all make sacrifices. They all go without. They all struggle. And, and eventually, if you're persistent and you can deal with the sacrifices you've decided to make, then you'll make it. Like, you'll get where you want to be. It may not be overnight like the old cliche says, but you will eventually make it and you'll be in a better position than when you started. Absolutely. And even then, look, this, um, this night, this nightlife, uh, entertainment industry, it's a roller coaster. You're going to have your right. ups, you're going to have your downs. And sure. it's, but it's like a, it's like, it's like a roller coaster on a stock that's, uh, uh, on a stock in the stock market that's really hot. It, it'll go up and down, but it'll consistently rise. And, uh, you know, I, ironic that we're talking about the rise while we're on the rise, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, that being, but that being said, you know, it is a, con- it, it is a consistent grind and you have to be able to, you, you, like you said, make those sacrifices that, uh, that are necessary in order to make it to the next level and enhance yourself and get you to the point where you, uh, absolutely need to be. Not everybody can, not, not everybody can put themselves through that, uh, through that, through that rigmarole of chaos, you know? And, and you, you do, obviously, because you're, you're, you're a living testament to that right now. Well, as are you. I mean, you never get to the airports or the hotels and you never get sick of getting in front of thousands of people and, and, and doing your thing. I mean, you know, you gotta love it. No matter what it is, you gotta love it and, and, and you gotta stick to it in order to see some sort of outcome. And you know what, what I'm big on too? You can't be afraid to fail. You know, so many people I feel oh, yeah. hold themselves back. They step in their own way. They, um, you know, they're their own worst enemy because they are afraid of failure, whatever that means to them, whatever that means to them. And, and they're afraid of it. But, like, you have to learn to embrace it. You have to accept it because everybody's going to fucking fail. I don't care who you are. Everybody's going to fall on their face. Everybody's going to have to pick themselves up and brush themselves off. Everybody is going to fail at some point. It's what you do after you fail that really matters. That's what counts. Absolutely. Um, one of the one of the biggest failures that I had was, um, you know, I lost a um, I lost a residency um, a few um, a, a few a couple of years ago. And I at that point I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Because this is like a big source of income. And I was like, you know what? 
other opportunities are going to come. And it takes a certain kind of human being to be able to say and manifest that for themselves and just say, you know what, this is going to work out. I don't have to worry about a thing. Just stay positive. Everything will uh, everything will come forth for you. And thankfully, it has. I've been very lucky in that regard. Obviously, I mean, you're, like I like I said numerous times already, you're killing it. You're doing what you love to do, and I respect that. I'm very proud of you. I'm very happy for you that you finally you're finally getting you know, where you want to be. You're at that level. And I think that that's phenomenal, man. Are you watching Law & Order, by the way? Uh, Am I on Law & Order? No. Are you Uh, watching? I I, I just heard, tum, tum. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually my my text tone. Somebody was texting me, and when somebody hits me me up, the Law & Order gong goes on. Kind of a little bit of a throwback to my... um, To to my... uh, (laughs) My days uh, in the attorney world. <laughs> I was like, is this mother really watching Law & Order while he's doing this podcast episode? Oh, not at all. No, I, um, I told, as I told you, I was going to take, I was going to take at least a couple of hours out of my day to make sure that we could, uh, could get this done. And honestly, I'm really, uh, I'm really honored that, no pun intended, to be, uh, to be a part of the ride, man. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it really is a it really is a testament to uh to how uh to how far uh we have come not only as human beings and not only as uh you know people in the in our entertainment industry but just as just as uh kids who have a dream you know like oh, does everybody gets a chance to really do that no no and i think if you do get a chance to do that whatever your dream is i mean you know i talk a lot about entertainment cuz that's that's what i know that's what i'm engulfed in so a lot of my episodes are centered around entertainment, but the message I try to push across is very much that. Like, I try to make it relatable to everybody because I don't care who you are, you have a dream. You know what I mean? Whether your dream is to, you know, encourage and motivate others, whether your dream is to rescue animals, whether your dream is as simple as losing 30 pounds or owning that house with that white picket fence someday, everybody has Mm -hmm. a dream. And whatever your dream is, you know, figure out what your vision is execute that plan of action, make your mistakes. It's very important, I feel, to make your mistakes, but then learn from them and grow from them. And 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 in that process you'll eventually better yourself and you'll eventually you'll eventually tailor your vision to exactly what it's gotta be so that you can execute a more according plan of action. Absolutely. I mean that's and if you give if you give yourself the opportunity to fail, you give yourself the opportunity to to succeed, hands down. I couldn't have said that better myself. It's... Yeah, I mean, at the at the end of the day, if uh, like I'm, you know, one of the, another failure I had recently was uh, I had a recent residency, and I'm I I, I want to talk about this for a little bit. I had a residency at this place called uh, Rosewood. Rosewood Theater was this place on thirty thirty eighth, I believe. And eleven, okay. um, part underground strip club, part nightclub, part speakeasy, that kind of vibe, right? Okay. And this is a uh, this is a little bit of the dark side. This, this is a little bit of the dark side of the industry. Um, when when I uh, when I tell you what happened there, um, and that's one of the reasons why I'm very adamant about contracts. Um, you know, the owner, um, the, the owner or GM, whoever he was, Kalen Moon. Um, we had an original agreement on a uh, on a set rate. 
for me to not only perform there, but to also bring guest DJs on because that's what he asked for. So I said, okay, sure. I'm happy to bring on guest DJs. I'm happy to, uh, you know, go over there, perform myself, oversee all of that, make sure that we're good to go. So I gave him a, you know, I, I gave him a price and he was, he was accepting of it at that, at that venture. He said, okay, this goes well, we'll sign the contract and we'll go from there. And I was very adamant about having that contract uh, signed. He didn't want to, he didn't want to sign it. A couple of weeks went by and I kept going at it because at the end of the day, you know, I was able to provide opportunities to really, uh, perform. So right, I didn't right. take this opportunity as a selfish opportunity just to say, oh, it's all about me, all about me, all about me. No, I wanted to put my other DJ friends on because they've been putting me on as well. So I thought it was right. my opportunity to come back. Then while I'm in Miami, and this happened just a month ago, um, the, the, before I was in Miami, I sat down with him and talked to him about the current status. And he said, okay, let's keep this going for a week and then we'll, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll come to terms on an agreement or whatever the case is. I said, okay, no problem. Uh, you know, I, I'm going based off of your word even though he had gone back on his word, uh, you know, one time before that, which was that he said he would execute the contract, and he didn't. But it's nightlife, so it's one of those things where you, have, you accept it as a growing pain, whatever, move on, and just try to uh, just try to make the best of it. While I'm in Miami, this, the, 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 this guy had the nerve to send one of, his, uh, one of his managers over there, who he said was his equal, but she admitted to me that she was his subordinate over there. And by the way, the staff over there, with the exception of Kaylin, was amazing. They've been nothing but gracious and amazing to me, and I couldn't be—I couldn't have been happier to work with, uh, you know, with, with most of them over there. But basically, this guy Kaylin sends uh, one of his staff to tell me, "Okay, we're cutting the rate by—we're cutting the rate by more than fifty percent, five zero percent." And only you can do it. You cannot staff other DJs. Only you can uh, do it. If you want to do it, you're more than welcome to. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm thinking to myself, why on earth would I one cut myself at the knees on that when there are other when there are other entities offering other opportunities? And two, I took this on to help you and to be able to build up your name and also to help other DJs in the process. So sure. I wrote a very long email calling him out on it, and I told him, look, you're not a man of your word. Uh, you aren't uh, operating with integrity or honor or any of that. And I understand it's nightlife, but, you know, I, I was just sick of it because at that point, like, a lot of DJs get screwed over. A lot of a lot of people in nightlife get screwed over. Like, DJs are held to a certain standard, yet nightlife owners aren't in most respects. And at that point, I was like, you know what? I had enough, and I made it public. I haven't received any backlash from it, ironically, I've received more praise for having the courage to come out and, and, and take that stance for my fellow DJ as opposed to just staying in the dark about it and, uh, you know, not, not saying a word. But at the end of the day, I needed to restore my integrity with people in the DJ world because I had DJs that were booked up to this week in particular. And right now, I'm paying out of my pocket to make sure that they aren't, um, they aren't left high and dry. I told them, like, look, I'm going to make sure that you get paid, and even though I got screwed, it doesn't mean that you have to. And it's such a, it's a, it's a good look in that sense, and I'm not trying to like praise myself for it. It's a good look in the sense that they see, okay, this is somebody who, you know, who can absorb a loss and, you know, and, and not pass it on, uh, just because it's, uh, inconvenient to him. And, you know, as subsequently, like, one of one of the people that I'm uh, having uh, work with me this weekend, uh, you know, DJ Light and uh, Miss DJ Blitz from LA, two very cool friends of mine. They were going to work with me at Rosewood, and because of the um, because of that snafu, 
didn't work out unfortunately. So I'm I put them at a I put them at my residency um you know at mailroom. They're gonna they're gonna take the whole budget. I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna ask for a penny of it. And the thing is, they put me on to DJ in places like in LA as well. Like they had me in Santa Monica a few weeks ago, and they even said like, look, the next time you're in town, let us know early enough so we can line up things for you over the course of a weekend. So when I go over to LA, I have like a plethora of events to go and perform at and kill it and you know do do what I need to do over there. So that way, it's not a vacation for me. It's just me working in a different time zone. And I think that's the uh, that's the uh, main thing to uh, you know to look over. But just to summarize it, uh, just to summarize everything in general, um, you're gonna come across people who are not genuine in nightlife or or in entertainment in general. You're gonna come across people who are gonna want to take advantage of you and who think that they can get away with all of it. At the end of the day, karma comes back to comes back to bite everybody in the ass, right? But also at the same time, I learned that if you hold somebody accountable and you do it the right way with etiquette. People will respect you even more for it, and your fellow man will respect you even more. Well, no, and I think that's equally as important. It's just because you're in a situation where somebody tried to take advantage of you, you know, you let everybody know that you had booked and that you were working with that you weren't going to take advantage of them. Just because this guy was a douchebag doesn't mean you in turn were going to be a douchebag. And, you know, you were working with a man who was not a man of his word. You chose to be that... uh that um, stand-up guy and hold to your word. And I think that's just not an important lesson in nightlife, but that's just an important lesson as a human being. Right. You know, to to do what you say you're going to do. And I think that's just a very important lesson in life, period, uh, aside from the whole entertainment aspect, you know. And there's a couple of things I'm working on now uh, that I've written, um, we're getting ready to break ground, hopefully, um, in a, in a few short weeks here with a script I wrote called, uh, Killing in the Name of. And I'm producing it with my buddy Freddie Gano, another good, uh, friend of ours, uh, Ileana Gilvere, and, um, we're very excited about it. And right now we're going through the whole fiasco of, uh, you know, the union contract and what contract would be the best contract for us because it is, it is a small budget film. It, it's 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 not a hundred million dollar project. It's not even a hundred thousand dollar project. But no, of it's, course. it's um you know, it's an opportunity for us as well as other actors within our network, you know, that we've worked with or networked with or have seen perform to showcase their ability and their talents and and it's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's kind of the same thing. Like you say you're gonna do something, so now follow through and do it. You have all these people that are interested in being a part of it bringing the story to life, you know, you can't let it sit on the shelf for 12 months or 16 months. You, 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 you got to start the fire and get the, the ignition going and really, really push it out there and make this right. thing happen. And just say that you're going to do it a hundred percent. I get that completely. Speaking you know? of which, I did tell you a long time ago that if you ever needed anything from me or if there's anything that I could ever do to empower you, give me a heads up and let me know. So when it comes to Likewise. anything of that regard, you know that I got you 100. percent That being I said, that. if you have a that being said, if you have a small role that needs a couple of lines filled by a uh, sexy DJ who's uh, living in New York City, don't hesitate to give your brother a call. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? I could probably write something in there, Gus. I could probably Listen, put be- something in there for you. Absolutely. 
Um, I would be honored for my first IMDb credit to go uh, to a project that has your name on it. Well, I appreciate that wholeheartedly. And, you know, it's funny you say that because, you know, there's something here, Gus. There's, you know, I feel like people love the music industry. They love the backstory of the music industry, no matter what it is. And I feel like uh, maybe you and I should have a little more in-depth conversation and see if there's something that maybe we could figure out and collaborate on. Because I, I think that there's something there, you know. it's You and I seem to be trying to do the same thing, obviously, in different facets of the industry. And in doing so, we're, we're trying to continue to pay it forward and lift people up while we do it and motivate and inspire. And uh, I don't know. Man, maybe as a, uh, an actor, filmmaker, you on the music side, maybe there's something that we could figure out and do something Absolutely. together. Absolutely. Absolutely. I would be, uh, I would be honored to do something along those lines. And believe me, this isn't the only time that I'm going to be on the rise. Best believe me, I'm going to be calling in to, uh, do a few more interviews like this and have <laughs> a few more conversations with you. Definitely. Absolutely. I'd love that. You don't even have to ask. Just call. Okay. I'll be glad to accordingly. Well, you're going to get with- sick and tired of me after a while. <laughs> <laughs> So let me ask you now, what do you got lined up in the next few weeks? Let let, let everybody know uh, what you got going on in the next few weeks. Where are you going to be? Where are you going to be performing? Where are you going to be? Uh, your, your dates, your venues? All right, DJing at Avenue, which is a Tau Group property. Um, shout out to DJ MVM who put me on there. I'm going to be heading over to LA. It looks like I'm going to be doing Circle Bar. Might be doing the Mayan, uh, a couple of other spots in LA during Mother's Day weekend. After that, I'm going to be heading over to uh, Vegas for EDC. Not necessarily performing over there, but I got a couple of uh, meetings with a couple of producers over there, you know, on the music side of things, just to, uh, you know, cultivate and things of that nature. Sure. And then I got to fly to Chicago. I'm going to be at, uh, I'm going to be DJing at the Hyatt. So I'll be over there, possibly back at Mansion, which is a, you know, phenomenal nightclub. And I had one of my best experiences DJing over there. <laughs> and then right back over to New York uh, for all the, uh, for, the, for all the madness and the debauchery. And, uh, you know, thankfully, if, Again, I, I couldn't be more humbled and uh, thankful to be able to do this as part of uh, what I do for a living. Well, I think I'm going to start calling you DJ Magellan because you're always traveling, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Well, I I have a lot of people that I'm uh, grateful for for uh, putting me uh, you know putting me in a position to at least uh, you know make that make those appearances. Uh, shout out to a good friend of mine, Robert Pocasangre. Thank you again, brother, for everything you do. And again, I'm truly, I'm truly just humbled to be able to uh, be a part of this. Another, another guy I have to shout out before I, uh, be, before you sign off is uh, Charles Lewis. He is like my godfather in the music industry. Introduced me to a bunch of amazing people, including Carl Cox, including Alan Aguero, including uh, EDX, Sonnery James, and Ryan Marciano. A lot of people within the music industry itself. And uh, you know, I got to shout out my cousin Israel as well. Um, without him, um, there's no way I would have uh, made it into the uh, entertainment industry. Um, he introduced me to a lot of people in the beginning, like Geronimo from SiriusXM, and subsequently made a lot of connections from there. And I would be remiss if I didn't acknowledge, uh, you know, the people that uh, that the people that didn't get me to where I am, even if uh, we're not in as uh, as a um, you know communicative form as we were previously. I still have to uh, at least acknowledge where I came from in that regard, and, you know, I acknowledge my gratitude on that as well. Awesome. Is there any website or uh, venue list that people could check out that maybe you want to throw out there so they could see what your upcoming tour dates are, where you're going to be, when you're going to be spinning? 
Oh yeah, uh, djyourhonor.com. Um, all they have to do is just click uh, click the events tab, and that'll uh, and and that'll uh, that'll show where my um, where, where my upcoming events are. Also, uh, I think on the main page, if you scroll down, it'll also appear on there as well. Awesome. And what about any social media that you want people to check out, buddy? Everything is at DJ Your Honor. That's Facebook. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Snapchat. So that's at DJ Your Honor across the board at all social media platforms. Oh, absolutely. And if I can impart awesome. one tip to your listeners before I head out, if you're going to have your social media on point, make sure that you have the same handle for everything. Keep things simple. Keep things un- not so complicated. And learn a lesson from me in the sense that when a new uh, social media thing comes out, immediately jump on and grab the handle, even if, don't, if you don't use it, because somebody else is going to do that, and then it is going to be uh, difficult for you to own your name in that regard. It's actually a very good tip. Mm-hmm. Maybe, that, maybe that's how uh, you become so popular on social media. You're in a very good place right now, my man. So I wish you much success. I want to take a moment to thank you for, you know, obviously from what everybody just heard, you're an extremely busy individual. You're lining shit up. You're you're traveling. You're you're doing your thing. So I want to thank you wholeheartedly for making some time to come on the show, uh, do this episode with me. Much appreciated. Very, very, very much so. Thank you. Brother, thank you for the opportunity, and thank you for allowing me to be able to impart a little bit of what I've experienced and thank you for being an inspiration too, because you said you got your start at thirty. Most people don't even. Uh, most people's peak are way before that, and you don't get that opportunity. Sometimes you don't get that opportunity after you hit your uh, after you hit your thirties. And you, my friend, are making it that much even more possible. And that's the source of inspiration to others, and with the ability to say, you know what, it's never too late, because it really isn't. I think Morgan well, Freeman got his start at what, fifty years old? Yeah. You're 52, I think, yeah. 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 So when you love the dream well, as much as you do, just keep going at it. No, well, thank you very much for those kind words. That was very nice of you. We're going to wind this down now. I want to thank you again, Gus. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Really, truly appreciate you giving me that time. Uh, and I'm serious. Let's figure out uh, a day or whatever. We can get together in the city, grab a bite, and I, I, I think maybe there might be something here that we could collaborate on. A hundred percent. After after uh, after we uh, get off, we'll uh, get we'll get on the chat and figure out maybe what we can do even if it's tomorrow. Because I'm I'm down to grab lunch with you at any point, brother. As long as I'm in town, yeah. you have my uh, you, you have my availability. All right, awesome. Thank you, Mark. Thank you again. Many blessings to you and yours. And just remember, through the rise and fall, you can still have it all. I love it. That should be my that should be the show's quote. <laughs> there you there you go. There you go. With a rise and fall, you can still have it all. I like that. There you go, brother. By all means, take it. I didn't trademark anything. <laughs> well, I got that on a recorded line, so uh, you're, you're kind of fucked now. <laughs> yeah. <it's, laughs> no, that's all you, brother. That is all you. My gift to you, man. Take it and roll it. Thank you, my man. I'll talk to you in a few. You got it. Blessings, brother. Same. Likewise. Thank you. All right, guys, that's it for this week's episode of The Rise. I want to thank everybody for tuning in, as usual. In the words of Gustavo Medina, a.k.a. DJ Your Honor, through the rise and fall, you could have it all. Words to live by, everybody. I want to thank DJ Your Honor once again for making the time to come on this show. 
enlighten us about his journey, his process to get from uh, where he was just scraping by, DJing in bars and nightclubs to make a few extra dollars, to parlaying that into a full-time passion project, which inevitably became his career of choice. I also want to thank him for his words of wisdom, his encouragement, and his inspiration. Uh, really, truly is an inspirational individual. Uh, very, very, very kind-hearted, generous, gracious with his time, down to earth, and always looks forward to doing just that and paying it forward. So thank you very much, Gus, for uh, empowering me, empowering the rise, being on the show, and um, looking forward to collaborating with you in the very near future. If you guys want to follow DJ Your Honor, as you heard in the show, across all platforms, that's Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and the good old IG, Instagram, he is at DJ Your Honor, guys. Simple as that, very easy, very mindless. At DJ Your Honor across all social media platforms. Also, guys, I encourage you to go to www.djyourhonor.com. That's his personal website. It's very user-friendly. There's booking information on there where you can reach out to him directly. You can also keep up to date, up to the minute, about where he will be spinning next across the country. It's not just New York City. It's coast to coast, guys, whatever festivals, whatever venues he'll be at, it's all listed on that website, www.djyourhonor.com. I am your host, Mark Basil. You can find me on Instagram at mdbasil. You can also find me on Facebook simply by searching Mark Basil. You can also go to IMDB if you're interested in checking out my screen credits simply by searching Mark Basil as well. Also, guys, we had started an Instagram page for the podcast called The Rise underscore podcast. Look it up on the good old IG, The Rise underscore podcast. Follow us. That's where you're going to get all the news and updates about the weeks to come, about our episodes, our guests, little tidbits of uh, the interview that we're going to be posting up there weekly with our guests. Um, Also, I want to thank each and every one of you who do subscribe and download, our faithful listeners, for helping the rise in three short months reach 11 different countries. I don't know about you guys, but to me, that's pretty fucking huge. So let's keep this going. Let's keep the momentum rolling. Let's see how many countries we can really touch ground in. Don't forget to subscribe and download. Don't forget to leave that five-star rating. And guys, always, if you have anything you would like us to address on the show, anything you want us to elaborate or talk about, or if there's anything you just do not like, please feel free to direct message me on Instagram, message me on Facebook. Let me know what that is, because the only way this show is going to get better is if we hear from you, our audience. This show is for you, the people. It's for you, the audience. So whatever suggestions you have, whatever you like, you don't like, feel free Throw that in an instant messenger. Throw that on Instagram and direct messenger. Direct message me personally. Let me know your thoughts. I'm dying to hear what they are. Thank you once again, guys. Don't forget to continue to subscribe and download to The Rise because The Rise is only going to get better.